Here we go. This is South Florida Sunday, and we thank you for joining us this morning. And we're very glad to have our next guest back on the program, uh, just in time for the upcoming November elections. And we're glad that you could carve out a few minutes to speak with us from the Palm Beach County Supervisor of Elections Office. The uh, supervisor is Wendy Sartori-Link. Welcome back to South Florida Sunday. Thank you. It's great to be with you again. So before we started uh, our interview, I said uh, your, your office must be like pandemonium right about now with the election looming. <laughs> is it really, um, you really do see an increase in activity? Oh, it is. It's, uh, it is crazy. And even <laughs> as you know, I haven't been here for a presidential election yet, but I have a number of our staff members have, and they are telling me that even many of them have worked in three presidential elections already before this one, and that this is nothing like the others, that what we're seeing now is generally what they see the day or two before the election. In, in and the, we're seeing it a month out. So the, it is our office is crazy. So that's in the terms of voter activity, voters getting information and uh, and making requests for ballots mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. That's great. I mean, right, it's, just in in. In person, on the phone, email, all every way of traffic is increased tenfold. Well, that's excellent. I mean, that's what it's all about, right? Voting. Exactly. It's what we're. It's what we want. You know. You know. Uh, I'm a sports fan, so you, know, you have one job. <laughs> yeah. job. Now let's talk about early voting. Uh, when and where and how? So early voting is going to start on October 19th. 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. It will go for two weeks straight through November 1st. That is the maximum number of days and hours that are permitted by statute. And we will have 18 early voting sites, uh, which is, again, the most we've had in Palm Beach County. So we're excited about that opportunity. And people can, we have them all listed on our website so people can go. And we have a couple of great things they can do once early voting starts. They can go onto our website, and it will tell them what the wait time is at each place. And we update that every 30 minutes, so they will be able to know if there's one area, you know, one is, you know, just maybe slightly farther than their other one to them, but maybe it has half the wait time. And they'll be able to make those uh, good decisions to make voting as easy for them as possible. And so um, that website is? PBC Elections, with an F. Now, everyone, uh, this election, more I think more than ever, and I think you probably were, were, were kind of alluding to that uh, when we first began talking, uh, a lot of interest in mail-in balloting, a lot of focus on that. Give us all the details on what folks need to do, the deadline, and how the process works, uh, if you would. Oh, absolutely. So our deadline to request a vote-by-mail ballot is going to be Saturday, October 24th at 5 o'clock p.m., Our office will be open that day to assist voters who need either through calling us or coming in to make those requests. Uh, But people can be requesting them now. The easiest way to request a vote-by-mail ballot is to go online. It will take you under two minutes, and you just go right again to pbcelections.org and go to vote-by-mail, request a ballot. And it's very fast, very easy to do. That will be your easiest way. But you can also call our office or send us an email. And um, and so get your ballot requested. Once you do, we're going to mail it out to you, and it has postage prepaid. So you can also send it to us uh, 
you know, drop it in the mailbox. Obviously, if you're going to drop it in the mailbox, we want you to do that early to give it plenty of time to get here. And then if you choose not to drop it in the mailbox and you want to deliver it to us, you can do that uh, at any one of the 18 early voting locations once early voting begins, so beginning on October 19th. Without standing in the early voting line, you can go to the early voting location and drop it off. We are going to actually to try to make it even easier, something we didn't do before that's new this year, is we are going to have vans in the parking lots of the early voting locations. So if somebody would like to, they can go to our van. It'll be well marked. It'll be wrapped and indicate that it's supervisor of elections. We'll have two staff members there. And if they just are trying to drop it off, they can use our drop box at our van uh, so that they don't even have to go up to the early voting site. So we're trying to do that to make it, again, to, to keep the crowds down. I know people are worried about COVID. They're worried about emotions getting high. And so we're doing everything we can to try to spread this out. And then in addition, we're going to have seven additional voting lo- uh, drop box locations. So we're... They won't be early voting locations, but we're going to add seven additional drop box locations that we're spreading throughout the county, and we'll be listing those on our website as well, where people can just do a drop box, uh, you know, sort of a pop-up drop box. And again, we'll have those vans. We'll have uh, supervisor of election staff members uh, that'll be clearly marked with a small portable drop box there where they can drop their ballots. Now, walk us through what happens after that, and and uh, also uh, sort of a, a side question to that: Is there a way the voter can track what goes on with that ballot after they drop it off at one of those locations? So glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they they absolutely can do that. Once they bring it into us, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to run it through our uh, our machines, our equipment, and that's going to do two things: it is going to check for voter history to make sure that that voter has not previously voted in any way of our any method of our three ways so that they haven't already sent in another vote by mail request or vote by mail ballot that they haven't early voted or of course you know on election day checking for election day voting uh it's checking that and then assuming there's not already voter history it's snapping a picture of the envelope to show the signature that must be on it somebody everybody has to sign that envelope and then that comes to us through a program where we're checking that signature on the envelope against the signature that we have on file hopefully they match they match and then they go through and they are uh, saved in our vault until we are ready to do our logic and accuracy test which is going to be friday october 9th and starting saturday october 10th we begin the opening process We'll be opening and tabulating, uh, not seeing results, just tabulating the ballots through the machines uh, so that on election day, we will be able at just after 7 o'clock and the first set of results that we do will contain both early voting results as well as every vote-by-mail ballot that was received up through Monday. And so that will be in that very first set of results. So it's a, it's a very good system. And then on Tuesday, we'll be processing everything that we receive, obviously, on Tuesday. So it's a, it's a good deal. Get it in early. Excellent. Well, thank you for spelling that out because, you know, it's, it, from what I can figure out, it, it's, is it a federal? It, it's, it, it's different for every county or is it different for every state? But it seems like the mail-in ballot process is different 
in, in other parts of the country, or is it just a federal kind of a thing? No, it is. It is very state law. So you should find very similar, uh, very similar programs throughout the state. It might be very different in other in other states, well, uh, but throughout the state, we're all operating under the same set of rules. Oh, you did also ask me about tracking. Yes. So on our website, pbcelections.org, there's a My Status button. If they go to the My Status button, they just put in their information. Very again, very quick, very easy to do it will show them a tracking bar. That tracking bar is going to show that you've requested a ballot. It'll show the date that we sent your ballot and what the ballot address that we sent it to. It will also show um, if it's been received. If there's no problem, it'll say blue. Mm -hmm. It will turn red if there's an issue with your ballot. That issue is going to be either that you didn't sign it, didn't sign the envelope, or that your signature didn't match. And then it's going to give you directions for what you need to do so that we can get that cure done. It's going to involve signing a cure affidavit, sending us some different types of ID. And then you can do that in the mail. You don't have to come in in person, or you can email to us. And then you have until two days after the election, so 5 o'clock Thursday following the election, to get those cures in. So if anybody does have a problem, again, we want them to get it cured as soon as possible but no later than 5 o'clock Thursday following the election. Great. Well, thank you so much for spelling all of that out because um, I know there's been a lot of confusion, and I wasn't aware that there was um, uh, you had such a process in place, and uh, you can actually track your – because that, you know, that's been my concern is I, I, I'm like, I don't know, should I drop it in a box? Should I, can I deliver it in person? What's the best way? And, and even if I do, how do I know what happens to it after that? So it's great that uh, you've got it down to a system, and it's great to, to have that information. So for folks who are going to actually go in and cast their ballot on Election Day, walk us through that process, and what do they need to bring? Okay, so on Election Day, they're going to have to go to their own precinct. So they need to go to the precinct to which they're assigned. It's not like early voting where you can go to anyone. And And they need to bring a photo ID. So it needs to show their signature and their picture. So on our website, we list a lot of them. Sometimes, obviously, if you have a Florida driver's license or a Florida ID card, that will work. If you have a passport, that will work. But if you don't have any of those... There are ways that you can combine two different IDs to make that work. But just, you know, not to fear, if you don't have ID, you will not be turned away. You're still going to be able to vote. It'll just be a provisional ballot. And the reason you're voting a provisional ballot is because we're not able to confirm that that's you without sending it back to our office to do a little bit more research, for example, to pull up the signature, make sure your signature matches, make sure you're in the right precinct and that type of thing. Uh, so that will then go to our canvassing board. So you come in 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., the last voter in line at 7 o'clock, even if it's past 7 o'clock, if you're in line at 7, you will be permitted to vote if you're in person. So that's going to be very important that we you know, just make sure you're in line by 7 and you will get the opportunity to vote, however long that takes to get through. And um, the other thing we want to remind people is they cannot drop their vote-by-mail ballot off at an election day site. It's only early voting sites during early voting hours. So on election day, if you haven't turned in your vote by mail ballot and you want to, you have to come to one of our four offices. So our outer offices close at five o'clock on election day. Our main office closes at seven. We will stay open so that we can receive your ballots 
up until seven. But unlike uh, in-person voting, we actually have to have that ballot at seven o'clock in our hot little hands. <laughs> so even if there is a line at seven, for example, to drop your ballot in the box or something, unfortunately, it doesn't have the same rules that it does for in-person voting. So at seven o'clock, that is when we have to cut off accepting vote by mail ballots. So we do not want anybody waiting until the last minute to do that. Excellent. And for folks who are thinking about voting uh, at the at the uh, location, casting their ballots at the poll at the polling place, uh, talk to us about your COVID-19 uh, safety protocols. Right. So we are doing everything we can to make it as safe and clean as possible for every voter who wants to be in person. So every poll worker is going to have their temperature taken in the morning. They're going to have their uh, they'll have filled out a COVID questionnaire. There are plexiglass shields between the voter and the poll worker. The poll workers will all be wearing masks. Some of them, they, they also are given the opportunity as well to wear a uh, plexiglass shield, I mean, a, a, a shield, a facial shield if they want. Uh, they have gloves available. We will have gloves and um, a glove available for a voter as well as face masks if they don't have one. Also, we're going to give the voter their own pen that they keep says, I voted on it. That way we're not having people reuse the same pen. We'll have the social distancing. We'll have the tape in English and Spanish marked off six feet apart so that they are uh, standing six feet away and, and, again, trying to prevent the spread that way. Uh, our, we'll be having people cleaning constantly. We'll have a, a service in that is cleaning the surfaces throughout the day, constantly doing that so that between each voter we're going to clean the, uh, polling, the polling booth that they've been in. Uh, the secrecy sleeve that the voter uses to, to keep their, their ballot private has been laminated. So after it's used, if we do have to reuse it, we're going to be able to use the disinfecting wipes to, to clean that. Plus, again, we'll, we'll offer the voter if they need to have a glove so that they're not handling it. Um, so we've uh, anything else that we can think of, we will do. We're going to certainly follow all the CDC guidelines. And then, as you can tell, we've added additional things that we've thought of that might make voters feel more comfortable. Well, great. Well, I know it's very busy at the Supervisor of Elections Office, and we're uh, so glad that you could take a few minutes to talk with us. And uh, this, this is great information, very informative, and it's uh, going to be a very important election. So we appreciate the time uh, uh, with that you spent with us this morning. Good luck. I hope you have a smooth uh, election process. And uh, maybe oh, we'll, we appreciate it. Maybe we'll be able to have a uh, talk after the whole thing of the smoke clears and uh, and, and talk about how it went. I look forward to it because it's going to go great, and we'll be excited to talk to you about how well it went. Well, you certainly have everything in place. It sounds like you've got thought of every uh, every every issue, and uh, it sounds like you really got everything moving there. So it's reassuring to hear. Thank you so much for all your hard work. We'll talk soon. All right. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.